Welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, back with you. And you know what? No bullshit this week, all right? We've been having some big guns on the show, but we got the man, the myth, the legend. We got Holiday Kirk on the show, and we are super hyped about it. Kirk, welcome. You're an internet legend. Let's just be real. You know what? People say a lot of things about me. But I think that's fair. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Internet that's legend. That's fair. Internet I legend. Perfect. CEO of New Metal, but yes. There it is. Um, you've got your podcast, The New Metal Agenda. You have your album. You have the New Metal Night that you just did. What haven't you done yet? What haven't you done yet for New Metal? That you? I mean, it feels like. You know, I mean, I feel like people are now coming to you. You are writing for Revolver. We've covered some of your lists on the show. What's next for Kirk? I think it's important to mention here in the first like minute 30 that we're in this, though, is that like the podcast like Roach Coach have like really paved the way and laid down the foundation for making a lot of the stuff I do possible. Like you were taking this genre seriously way, 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 way before anyone considered this as a serious genre. So I'd also like to give two props and respect to you guys as well thank you thank you thank you thank you very much i mean that was i mean that was the goal when we started was to take it seriously and i will say uh when i listened to your episode of the new metal agenda where you guys talked about lincoln park and i'm in my car and i'm listening to you guys talk about you know what shinoda was doing on that record and the then the importance of of compiling it and making it accessible and everything like that and i'm like sitting there and i'm like these guys are talking seriously and sincerely about the quality of the music on Lincoln Park's Hybrid Theory. And I was like, we did it. We did it. Here it <laughs> is. This Isn't is it. Funny? It's so it's funny like- because the idea of anyone doing that seven, ten years ago, insane. People would be like, you had, this to, look, you had to look really hard. Mm-hmm. Like people did it, but you had to go out and find it. It wasn't like a common thing. It was mm-hmm. more of like it was more of like a oh yeah, I remember that from my teenage years. Cringe. So <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we've definitely come a very long way. And uh, when you guys started the podcast, did you guys get the feeling that you were like when I got super into new metal and started going really aggressive as like talking about it, writing about it, all that stuff? Uh, one of the reasons that I was so fired up about it was because this was like 2019. And I remember looking around and thinking like, this is just vacated property. Like when it, like it like imagine if 2019 I was like, man, I'm going to get really into Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write about Bob Dylan. No one would give a fuck. Nobody <laughs> would give a fuck. But New Metal, I showed up on, and I was just like, where is everybody? Nobody's yeah. here right now. Nobody's here. Nobody's here. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. You know, oh, my God, I finally made it. I'm early for something. So, which I know sounds kind of careerist, but like, and I, and I promise you that's not the 100% reason why, but I do remember being super fired up. Like, when I did the albums and the songs list, it was like, it was like literally nobody's done this yet. Like you had a couple YouTube videos, but you know, they were like, then you had like some clickbait, but right. nobody's like taking it. Nobody's like really sat down and, and thought about any it. fucking list that was done was always like, we all look at 1999 and we're glad it's over, but there you was, know what I love? <laughs> you know, what I love every time a public, a big publication publishes like a best <laughs> new metal albums list. I always call it. I always call those lists, here's every new metal album we can think of. Because that's really all it is. There's like sick corn albums on there. And it's like, these are all the, ba- this is everything you guys know. Like your staff came together and was like, this, like they were like, here's all the new metal albums we can name. And they got like 22. 
And they're like, fuck. All right, we'll throw every other corn in Downtown's house. <laughs> let's call it a day. But then recently, recently, I don't remember who did it. I think Revolver might have done it where they put out like a, you can, like, oh, vote on the best new metal song of all time. And I only gave it a glance, but I remember seeing Playmo in there and being like, I did. I did it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you did that. Like, you did it. You yeah. did that. You did that. No one's pushing for Playmo more than you. I mean, uh, that is the thing. Yeah, when we when we started the show, I remember going on to Apple Podcasts and just typing in the names of new metal bands, typing in new metal in general, and getting finding nothing, or just finding some random podcast did like an episode where they talked about Chocolate Starfish and just made fun of it. Yeah. And, and and I was like, okay, so that's it. So there was no one, no one was doing it. So I was like, this is fertile ground. We can get in. And I remember though, like explaining it to people and people were like, you're talking about what? Like it was so, but now I feel like now it's not, I don't even have to explain. I just be like, we're talking about corn because corn, I mean, they were already established, but I mean, in the time since we started the show, it's been serenity of suffering, the under the nothing. I mean, they're playing Bonnaroo this summer. I mean, yeah. And I mean, we can just say that's us. That's all of us. <laughs> yeah. At least we can try. I still need Sick New World to reach out and pay homage because mm. I know that they used my Twitter timeline to book acts. No way. Like I've caught, like I definitely know that they had people on their team that were like looking through tweets and stuff to like figure out who to reach out to. So I'm like, hey, you're welcome for getting you death grips. You going to hit me up? Like, what are we doing here? You know? <laughs> Wow. Well, I mean, definitely they should pay homage. And also you should do that flex because, I mean, w failure just dropped off, which means there's an opening for our boys we in the Dropout did? Kings. Failure just dropped. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. I wonder. Oh, man. I should hit some people up and see what I can do. Um, so w When you say just, when I'm, did that happen? Uh, as we record this today, the 18th of February, I believe it happened yesterday or the day before because I saw it on the PRP. Okay, so, I'll see what I can do. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, so that's all happening. I, the Really, the first moment when I thought to myself, like, whoa, like, okay, we're not early anymore. Like, we're now, like, on time at best was when they announced the big Sugar New Metal Party Tour. Do you seen that, right? Uh, refresh You're my memory. You're kidding me. Sugar. The New Metal Party. It's like, new, it's like Emo Night, but New Metal. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yes. It's I'm sorry. A nationwide tour in mid-sized venues. I was like, I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, here they come. Because even with Sick New World, like that's a festival. Like the bands will be there. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's more significant. But this is like, like the the organizers behind the Sugar Party also put on Taylor Swift Night and MySpace Night. So now it's like it's like oh the corporate dudes have arrived mm. it's like here that it's like ah wow they've, they've, wow. they've found us they'll so, be in detroit april 1st lauren april fool's day oh my they're Lord. playing a venue that's one block from my my place i don't know if i could bring myself to go i feel like i'm gonna be a huge hater the entire time i'm there unless they fucking book me which they won't they will not do that so the show that you did in LA a couple yeah. weeks ago that was not affiliated with this this was just your own thing that you put yeah, together totally my own thing and they announced it while we were on the run-up to that and me and my team we were all just like oh fuck <laughs> those sons of bitches I know a nationwide <laughs> tour that's crazy mid-sized venues in every city I was we're all a little nervous we're we're all a little nervous that it's gonna flop because those are that's big they book big venues dude 
Well, they so, got in Detroit. They got St. Andrews Hall, which is the epitome of a mid-sized venue. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess we'll have to see, Matt. You're you're gonna be boots on the ground over there. Yeah, so. I'll strap myself in and get ready. Okay. You thank know, you, thank you. Cut some cords. I'll be make sabotage things. Maybe I'd be super interested to see what the crowd makeup is because you know I'm 45 and new metal was like peak college for me, but I also think that there was teenagers. So I don't know. Uh, it'll be interesting. The kids love new metal. Our crowd was like all young people. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. That was gonna be my question. Like, what was the yeah, what was the crowd makeup oh, there? It was, all, it was mostly young people. Okay, and Kirk, you're thirty. Yes. Okay, so what? I guess of my years. So what? Uh, I guess what was your like? What was your new metal breakthrough then? What was the band that hooked you in? Like the like the most recent time around. Yeah, the most recent time around. Stained. Uh, (laughs) That's not entirely, that's not like 100% accurate, but it is really fucking funny to reflect that like one of the first new metal albums I got back into was Break the Cycle. I was like, I was like, damn, this is pretty good. And it's not. Mm -mm. Every time I've listened to it since then, it's got a little bit worse. And that's not even a political thing. Like literally just the raw like quality of the album. I'm like, fuck, this has some filler. This has some of the fillerest filler (laughs) ever i still think it has like four or five really great songs on it but whoa does it get worse so not anymore but Mm -hmm. at the time i remember thinking like thinking like it's got some good tracks on it but i don't think it really like went into it you know what the pedal didn't really hit the metal until i found playmo because playmo french new metal right so right off the bat you're like well that's not a thing like that never happened and it also just hit like so forcefully so hard as just being absolute top shelf s tier new metal that it, it was like a lot of those bands where you're just like i need to tell everybody i need to tell everybody about this and what really got me was the majority of the the video the video stuff like a, a huge section of their their like output was not on the internet nowhere like yeah. i a whole documentary and it was nowhere so i bought literally everything they've put out and ripped it and uploaded it to youtube just because it was like it was like everything it was vacated property. It's just a big gap where this legacy should be. So did that, obviously wrote about them a ton. Interviewing their singer this summer. What? Just, you know, getting in there. <laughs> I've been DMing him forever. Like I've been worried that he thinks I'm just some crazy fan. And finally, for the first time, he was like, Well, let's chat in the summer and see what happens. There you so, go. I know, I know. I've been ch- I've been like chasing them down for a long time, but that's awesome. I mean, yeah. I mean, so far, I mean, everybody you've, I mean, just to touch on, I mean, you got Nick Giamenti from My Ticket Home, which an interview that, I mean, I I absorbed that interview. You were asking all the questions I wanted to know. Like, I was like 11. I'm like, Kirk's just going to get in there. He's going to be like, dude, next album. When's it happening? When's it happening? And that guy was like incredibly forthcoming. I was I was blown away. It's very interesting how the, ultimately his answer was just like, we all moved and we all got jobs and maybe one day, but we definitely haven't broken up, which is just so weird in a like how everyone thinks of bands and the status of bands and everything like that. Cause you know, I just read some article where they were like, there was some band that just hadn't played in a while. And they were like, we had to address it. We had to email and officially go on a hiatus. And my ticket home's just like, nah, we're good. Whenever we see each other, we're like, we should do another album. And everyone nods. I imagine that they made no money. Oh yeah. yeah. It didn't sound like they did when I talked to him. Like it was funny to be like, so the album kind of flopped and he's like, it did terrible. <laughs> 
And uh, but it was it, it it was like a lot of things where it felt great to have him on just because he was taken aback. He was like, I didn't know people gave a fuck anymore. And I was like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then to like take that opportunity and then bring him out to do a song. That was like that was like. I don't know, man, you just sometimes you you you, you really dream about things happening and they usually don't. Sometimes they do. So that was that was extremely. Yeah, that was a that was something definitive in my life. But you know what is funny about the overall mission here is we had a. Uh, uh, DJ Lethal join our discord server. So DJ Lethal is on our discord server and we he, he entered the server for the first time. It was like a bomb drop. Like everyone on the server obviously <laughs> bum rush to just DJ be like, yeah, to be like, we love you so much. We love everything you've done. And what was insane to me is he dropped in and he's like, hey, so he said, he's like, you guys making fun of the biscuit in here. And we were all like, no. And then he DM me after and he was like, man, I was super flattered by that. Like it really felt like he didn't know. It really felt like he thought, oh, here's a bunch of kids making fun of our band. Like, he was like, man, this is, this is a new one. So that is, yeah, it's another thing where you, you kind of encounter these artists that are definitive in the genre, and you, like, give them the opportunity to reclaim their legacy. And most of the time, they take it. But you still, it's still, like, most of the bands I interview, I'll be like, you guys consider yourself a new metal band? And they're like... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh i mean yeah i mean really it'll come down to when you ever get that chino interview or that stephen carpenter interview or steph carpenter interview and you can say guys let's let's let's, let's talk about around the fur let's, let's just let's, let's just yeah like like let's just well with all those guys with chino with jonathan with all those bands it's like if okay if you're not new metal where does your legacy go what are you mm-hmm. oh we're alt metal great go fucking have alt metal yeah because <laughs> people care about alt metal right. people care about tool nobody's yeah. a shit about alt metal that's it's just not a thing it's like a it's like a bargain bin it's a clearinghouse for all those fucking bands that are too pretentious for their own good like just i think it's like to me it's like step up and claim your legacy guys you know well, especially now where it's yeah. like it's definitely except for the 90s it's never been a better time i think to claim the legacy because it is being looked at with fresh eyes I mean, the fact that kids are listening to this stuff and they're like, I love this. That is. I mean, if you think about it, it had every component that you'd look for in a, in a modern band, which isn't just the sound, but the image. It, like every band looked totally different. They all had a completely unique look. And I think that that also resonates now because now it's, you know, every band's like T-shirt and jeans ass rock music. They look like how they dress and it's just boring and i think people want to hear music with guitars that's like really proud of its status as music with guitars yeah they're perfect so kirk i dm'd you i was like hey come on the show any album you want to do you messaged me back within pick a seconds and said i always do that missile girl scoot wonderland you're like that's the record we're doing and i was like I don't know what this is. Is it on streaming? You said, absolutely not. And then you sent me a Dropbox link to MP3s. And I was like, all right, my man's coming through. I love the, I love the response time on this. So that is the album of the week, Wanderland by Missile Girl Scoot. This album, never released in the United States, was released in Japan on March 7th, 2001. I can tell you, Kirk, myself and Matt, zero history with this band, zero history with 
anything involved in this music. Um, how'd you find this band and what can you tell me about them? So this is a great opportunity to give another shout out to an absolute legend. The almighty has sub, uh, H A Z S U B who, God, we kind of owe everything to has sub. Like he started archiving new metal in, I think 2006. So, and he to date, like he is the greatest YouTube channel for new metal archives in history. You guys know who has sub is. Um, I believe I've dabbled a little bit in his, I, I honestly get a lot of, cause I, I don't do a ton of YouTube stuff, but I have used, I know his stuff. And also there is a, uh, Russian based 1001 new.com that I often oh, use yeah. to find stuff I'm familiar with that one. too. Yeah. yeah. I, I know that sometimes the links are shady. I just sort of, you know, I'm from the LimeWire era, so I'm just like, sure, whatever. I'll, I'll take the chance. I'll do what I can. But has sub is a, is a YouTube channel that has like one or two missile girl scoot videos on it. And I want to say that's how I kind of cracked into that band where I found them. And it's just another one of those cases where you go looking, you're like, oh, okay, I'll, let me go find their stuff. And it's not, it's not on streaming. What's really crazy about this band is the majority of their music, maybe the vast majority of their music isn't on YouTube. Mm. It's just nowhere. I hear it's on Spotify in Japan, but other than that, they're just, this is a, van, a band that's just poof, vanished. So they made your 50 greatest new metal albums list at 33. Uh, for context, they were in between a band called Manga and Three Dollar Bill, y'all. So quite a ranking there. I want to know when you're making this list, how much time are you brainstorming on placement? Are are you like really thinking this one's got to be 33, this one has to be 32, or are you more like at a certain point like ah, you know, in the 30s and the 40s? Placement is like 24/7. Placement is <laughs> more important. <laughs> placement it might be more important than the words. Because if you place an album too high, then it's overrated. You place it too low, it's underrated. And you want to under... So I kind of got into trouble with this when I talked about like my methodology for ranking. Well, I was responding to your podcast episode, actually, when I did this, mm -hmm. where I was like, you, you can't just rank things by sheer quality. You have to structure the list in a way that draws people in. Mm. So mm -hmm. like, you put an album too low... And then people will go into it with a broader mind than if you put it too high. Like in one version of the list that I had come up with, I was going to put The War of Art by American Head Charge at number one. And then pretty quickly, I realized that that would have been a disaster because people would be going through the list and it would have been slip, it would have been corn, slipknot, American Head Charge. And right away, everyone looking at that list would be like, fuck this band. They're overrated as shit. There's no way. And it would have lost people. So mm -hmm. three perfect placement. Then, because it, it's like it's like a mind blowing revelation. Like, who the hell is this? But it's not. It's just not like so out of line as to be like number one. So that would have been like the objectively quality way I would do the list. But you also have to factor in influence and legacy and stuff like that. So for an album like Wonderland, though, uh, I think it's actually better than a lot of the albums that come ahead of it. But as you guys are aware, since you both have listened to the album in full many many times. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh. Well, uh, well, the way the show is set up, I listened to the album three times. Matt has never heard the album, so he's always not his all, all his reactions are in the moment. And then we know that I the guest news. is us. Yeah. Well, the record yeah. is uh, the record has new metal on it, but I think it's more rap core and alternative rock. I guess you'd call it maybe psychedelic rock, too, in, in, in parts. So 
of course I'm going to, I mean, it's got at least one or two or three fully new metal songs. So at that rate, it's like inducted because if I'm not talking about it, who the fuck is going to talk about it? You know, (laughs) I would never, I would never take a helmet album and be like, ah, yes, a new metal album. But an album like this, it's like, Mm -hmm. we're, we'll take it, you know, bring it in. But I would put it, I put it at 33 because I wanted people to find that sweet spot between over and underrated. Cause if I put, I felt like if I put it in the top 30, that wouldn't be fair because it's not new metal enough. Mm. Mm. And once you get into the top 30, it's like, you gotta, it's gotta be know, there. Once the, number, once the number two hits that first digit, once you get to like 29, like you gotta be totally on game. Like you can't fuck around. It's game anymore. time. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, do you know who is in this band? Oh my God. You think I'm going to know that offhand? Okay. Okay. I, I, I do not know. I'm sorry. I really don't know the names offhand. All but right. It, it, I'll tell you what, they have a really unique lineup because it's a singer and a rapper and they're both women and they're both, I think they were both in their thirties around this time. And you know what? I'm always, I'm always here for 30 something representation in music. We, we really gotta, gotta keep that fire alive. All right. So according to their Discogs profile, uh, they're a five piece hard, hard rock slash funk metal band originally formed under the name Takas in 1994. Or that's tacos with two S's. Okay. Uh, they changed their name to Missile Girl Scoot in November 1998. They split up in 2003 and then reformed in 2015. And the members listed here are Gak, Jun, Kieta, Tetsuya, Sugama, Uri, and Yosuke. Their photo here on Discogs shows uh, the members all screaming. And then it looks like the middle guy is dead and they're holding up his body and laughing about it. So I love it. I love it. This album art, very colorful. Might be the most colorful album art that we've experienced on this show. Um, This is a, looks like some sort of crazed bear that has a nose piercing and very sharp teeth. Uh, It has a tongue piercing as well, and it's very long tongue that's hanging out. It's also apparently driving a high-speed boat uh, that also has sharp teeth. And there's a rainbow in the background. Um, I'm truly not doing this justice, but that's my best description I can do of this album art. Imagine Crazy Frog had a crazy panda friend. There it is, Matt. There you go. There is it. Ayo Miyazaki did an animation for Adult Swim. There it is. That's why you. That's why they pay you the big bucks, Kirk. They, no, no, they don't. <laughs> Let's I, not. I, know, I do know Lauren has made uh, two hundred and thirty thousand dollars off this podcast. So oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Bucks. I'm rolling in it, baby. Don't. That's that's our top. That top rumor uh, is that we're you can't rich. tell from this cement wall behind me, but yeah, we're rolling. In it. That's right. That's right. Um, so. Um, I think we've covered, yeah, the uh, genre tags on Discogs are genre is rock and style is funk metal. Uh, as you said, Kirk, it has a lot of different styles going on in it, which is perfect for new metal and what we talk about on this show. Um, I think, Matt, I think we can dive in. We can dive in in just one second because this album, according to the release page, came out March 7th, 2001, which would make this a thick of it album. Oh, shit. Whoa, there it is. They got a thick of it record out. Beautiful. I love Help it. Me here. What's your criteria? Uh, Matt, the timeline. We have... Um, so we call New Metal a party. That's right. Yes. And we identify the years between Korn's first album basically coming out to now uh, in brackets. So there's kind of like this setting up the party, which was... Well, it's getting the party started. Getting the party started. 
Well, no, 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 no you're right. You're fucking right. pull it up, jeez, Louise. Sorry, I know, Matt. We got the timeline. We got the timeline. We do have a timeline, and we only talk about it every, every ten episodes. Ten episodes. It used to be we used to talk about the timeline every episode, and then it would fall out in every ten episodes or so. When we did our first live show, we had printouts with the timeline for the audience to follow along, which. Uh, um, I don't think I have that anymore. I think that's lost to time. But right, uh, here it comes. Okay, Matt. Here Luckily, I'm sitting right at my computer. Beautiful. Good old-fashioned PowerPoint. All right. So we call pre-gaming. That's it. Um, January 1st, 1994 to 1996. So we got corn, first corn, first first tones. And then setting up the party is January 1st, 1996 to January 1st, 1997. Roots come out during that time. And then January 1st, 1997 to June 22nd, 1999, we call Getting the Party Started. So you got the first Limp Biscuit, got Cold Chamber, you got Static X. And then June 22nd, 1999 to September 11th, 2001 is the thick of it. And that's uh, the release date of Significant Other until September 11th. And then after that, is the come down, which we call September 11th until January 1st, 2005. And then we kind of have this malaise hangover from January 1st, 2005 to about 2011. And then 2011 to present, uh, which I think now we could probably, even with all the new new coming out, I think we mm-hmm. need to revisit what we're yeah. calling the new new. That new new. Uh, but we we called uh, this the rem the reminiscence period. Uh, the oh, that was a great party. Mm-hmm. So. Now nah, party's back. Party's yeah. back. Party's right, back. Are uh, we back in the thick of it? Would you? Are we in the thick of it? Time? <laughs> thick of it I all over. So I I really don't think the thick of it was is never going to happen again. Because to me, the thick of it also involves money and bands making money, true people making mm-hmm. money, and it's that's true. not it's not coming back. I'm sorry. It's true. All right. Well, perfect. Not like 1999. That's for damn no, sure. That's for damn sure. That's right. All right, Matt. Let's uh, let's kick it off here, buddy. First song on the album is called Entrance. All right. Here we go. Uh, so basically just as it says an intro track uh, we got a loping beat some weird sort of distorted mumbly lyrics um, definitely such a little off off base or off you know I was like okay what are we what are we getting into and I was like something unusual because you have these shiny glam guitars hidden behind like a distorted bass drum so definitely off to an interesting start unfortunately there's no song meanings.com comments for me to, to, to dive into to see about any meanings in any of these songs so it's also um, like most of it's in Japanese, so we got yeah. we're going on nothing here. So yeah. if any of our listeners want to hit us up and be like, "Oh, it's actually all about how fascism is a good thing," please let us know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, nationalism I, is underrated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The best I could find was a website called Mojim.com that has translations for about half the album. Does not really? Have any tra- yeah, does not have any. Yeah, not yeah. Seen that. Yeah, um, I'll send you the link while we're in here so you can take a look as well. Matt, let's just dive into the real start of the album. Get back. All right, here we go. (laughs) 
pulling it back, but I am fucking delighted by this. <laughs> you can't get to that chorus and not be like totally down with it. You hit the chorus and you're just like, you're like, oh, that's it. I need more of this. Like, it's so fucking crazy to just have this weird, like, Beatlesque melody layers of harmonies and stuff just pop out of there like that. I mean, I think that's about that's that's it. Like, I don't know anyone. I don't know how anyone could be like, well, this sucks. Yeah, cut those people. No, no, <laughs> no. Absolutely. Oh yeah, I don't actually know what Lauren thinks of the album yet. We still could be at a point where Lauren's just like, "Well, I hate this. I hate all of this." What I can tell you is, you know, I did my three listens. I did a car listen, and I did a headphone listen, and then I did my notes listen. And what I can tell you is that it really was a different experience every time. When I was in the car, I will tell you there are a couple songs later on in this that I did indeed fucking hate and i may have texted jenny and been like kirk hit me with a couple on this one but we will get there we will get there but this is this is me just with my personal biases that we had we talk about it on this show a lot there's a lot of bands that we've done on the show that i love but they have alice and chains elements in them and matt and jenny could not hang because they called it getting chains so we will we will dive into some of this this one i did enjoy where i wrote in my notes we're rocking we got a crunchy guitar we got a thick bass um and then i got, dove into these translated lyrics over here at mojim.com in which it says the lyrics are get back what rotten luck i've got get back it's been wrong a while get back i was only looking forward get back to having a day off that's all if those aren't relatable yeah, ass relate lyrics right I will tell you what, though, and I'll mention this early on because if anyone, not that you can listen to this, so DM me, I guess, if you want the MV3s, but I do think that with with foreign language albums that you don't speak the language, I think that the more they go on, the more tiring that gets. I think that like in short doses, like even Playmo, if I listen to an entire Playmo album, I think I get tired because I can't make out the words, like such and such amount in and i do think that albums like that work better for english only speakers in like short bursts just so we're saying and this is a pretty long album i think it's like 20 tracks or like upwards of 15 tracks yeah um i definitely can see that i mean there have definitely been some albums over time that we've done on the show that have been um in foreign language that can be in that way like if you don't have that narrative to grab onto you can be a little lost a bit i will say though that has afflicted me in some other ways because i have tried to listen to that rosalina moto mommy album that everyone loves and i mean that record's not even 40 minutes and i'm like guys i need something else here i can't i don't not, know not for me not for me um so yeah so this was a, this was an aus- uh, auspicious start Mm. enjoyed that i liked that so next up we've got kkp connections
pull it down. We'll pull it down. These songs are a meal, my friend. You're There's getting a... everything. You're getting everything. I got a pre-chorus into a chorus? Out of the verse? I'm liking this. I'm telling you right now, if this band... The only way I would have heard them is if they were support for another band that was like that heard them and was like, I have to. The High Standard was one of those bands. Um, no effects brought them, but they were Japanese. And it was like the first time I heard them, I was like, who the fuck is this band? The same deal. Like, well, Nirvana had the boredoms open for them when I saw them. And it was like, I never heard the boredoms before. And like, here's this absolutely insane Japanese band just <laughs> making noise rock. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I could see this band, Lauren, right now, this band opening for Sloan, not a stretch. Not a stretch. Not, not a, a stretch, stretch Not a stretch at all. Not a stretch at all. Um, I Yeah, I enjoyed this one. This has definitely had the most indelible chorus on the album. Uh, dove into these lyrics over on Mojim, and we're talking about telling someone to shut your yap and listen to me. Watch out. I'm still cranky. I'm like, there it is. That's still that new metal angst a little bit. Plus, shut your yap. This is our first shut your yap, Matt. Three hundred plus episodes. First shut your yap. Finally shutting yaps. Yeah, uh, yeah. The uh, the other thing was listening to this one. I was like, this reminded me of something. It took me till my third listen. I was like, this gave me a little bit of Republica vibes. Yes, if you remember Republica? Yep. That, yeah, I get that. Yeah, but still, it was upbeat. It was poppy. I wasn't hearing a ton of new, but it, I was enjoying. Like kind of like Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. rap core sort of mode yeah. i mean i think that the bass I, this has a great bass line and i think the bass is higher in the mix which helps the drums are pretty punchy but at this point i would still be like yeah this is like rap core alt rock maybe mm-hmm. even like a little pop punk yeah but so yeah next song next song all right Ooh. next song wet we've got, whistle there we go it's finish the worry days Yeah, so this was the one where I'm like, there it is. There's that new metal I've been looking for. We got some crunchy, chuggy verses. We got lyrics about someone who isn't motivated and it's frustrating them. And uh, But also it's about giving up, about finding someone better. So they're going to settle, which I feel like a lot of songs in new metal have been based around somebody settling mm. and having to deal with it. So, um, yeah, this one, I would say it, probably my favorite song on the album. Kirk? This is their best song. There it is. Their best song ever, and to me, this is one of the best new metal songs ever. 
like this one this is a this is that fucking song this is the one that hits and you're just like holy shit like you cut it off i was i was, I was like, gonna say is there one, another part we, i need to play because i don't know we we gotta just we gotta keep it to one minute i want i want people to want to seek these out but this hits a chorus and the chorus is so beautiful and i think that this is like something like shoegaze gets tossed around a lot when it comes to new metal but this to me is like it's kind of like or like like one of the female fronted new metal us uh, shoegaze type bands and you know we should definitely do more new metal with that in but this is like this is that song so yeah and this starts this kicks off a run that we're going to go through now that's just like absolutely top notch part of it, like the best part of the album for sure matt when i heard that crunch i knew i was in for it i was like here it comes that's it. That's this it. is it like, like all right and instantly able to latch into it i i like her voice a lot like, yeah and i think that the two the going but like the, the swap between them like the female singer rapper combo is is stellar i i need to hear this chorus so i'm gonna have to finish the song outside of the show because the only thing i'm missing is just a little bit more there's something like i feel like i'm getting teased so far because I've kind of gone back to the same rhythm a couple of times. So when they hit that chorus, I'm I'm going to tell you, I'm looking for that sweet payoff. Mm-hmm. And if you're telling me that we got like a melodic, cool chorus, I'm in for it. Because I'm looking for it. I am looking for it. From what we've heard, I, I do need that extra oomph, that extra spice. Because I'm looking. It gets there. I promise you it gets there. Because there are, this song is also got four minutes left to it which is a big shock but also pretty new metal to be like we're doing five minutes <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely um all right well then we'll jump right into the next one it's called don't rely on me Matt, I could tell you were very much enjoying that. Oh, yeah. This is right <laughs> down my alley. I love this. Uh, yeah, this was an interesting one for me um, because the opening kind of funky acoustic guitar was giving me a little bit of like a Chili Peppers vibe, and I'm not a big Chili Peppers person. But then the moment that like it gets all punky and harsh, I was like, yeah, now we're talking. Um I'm making a stab in the dark that it might be another bad relationship song because it feels like a back and forth between the two vocalists about something, and it doesn't sound pleasant. So I'm gonna I'm gonna assume assume we're talking bad relationship stuff. Um, Mojim did not have a uh, did not have a translation, just the the title of the song in all caps. So 
do with that. I love the wrapping on this one. It's really funny. Mm -hmm. Like, I love how she just starts yelling about stuff. And obviously, I don't know what the fuck they're yelling about, even though it does sound kind of like English. But yeah, I like this song a lot. It's a really funny song. Um, did you play any uh, Wonderland at your new metal night? Oh, God, no. No? Uh, no. I'm like kind of working my way. Like with this first one, the people that I worked with were like, you play the hits in full. That's it. And I was like. Will do. Will do. No, no, I, I did not do. I definitely, definitely, definitely slid some deep cuts in there. There was like a bucket list of songs where I'm like, I'm going to play American Head Charge. I'm going to play this Endo song. I'm going to play this song and you can't stop me. But it was literally like, it was like three songs. Mm. So I didn't go crazy with it. But Was there anything that you played that you thought, well, they're making me play this and it's going to hit and it didn't hit or vice versa? Or like you thought something wouldn't hit and it did? There were some things that did not hit, but because they were, they didn't hit because I was, I mixed them really badly and I have to like cop to that. I don't, nothing, there was nothing that they said you ought to play this that didn't hit. Like when we picked the set lists and it was just a list or bangers, there was like no chance, but there were definitely some stuff that I did that did not hit correctly. Like I did engine number nine by <laughs> Deftones and I was like, well, nobody's really going to know this. So I just did like the opening riff and then I got, I got about to the verse and I cut it and then went into call me when you're sober by Evanescence. And that was a disaster. And I should have known that I was, I was heading for a disaster. Like I remember when I hit, when I cut, first of all, if you're DJing, do not ever, cut out of a song right before like a verse or a chorus don't ever do that mm -hmm. don't ever do that don't learn that the hard way but when i cut out of it i actually heard people singing along to the verse i don't even know the verse to that song <laughs> oh. so i cut out of it and i heard people singing along to now just dead silence and that was when i should have been like turn it back up turn it back up turn it yeah, back up yeah. <laughs> like, no that was a fucking brick through a window and i got a cop to that one that was my bad so I did really good the most for the most part, but no, the shit that didn't hit was because I mixed it bad. So okay, all right. Um, do you, if you remember, do you remember what your opener and what your closer were? Oh hell yeah! Okay. I, well, it was two different sets, and the first set I opened with uh, Tyler Durden's speech from Fight Club. Beautiful. Uh, and then Blind, but mm -hmm. I did I like pre-gamed it with the Tyler Durden speech from Fight Club, which my partner in that one, uh, who also DJed it, was like, "You can't do this." And he was actually very right because the original speech is three minutes long, and he's like, "I've," he's like, "I will, you can't do three minutes of the speech." And then I cut it down to like one minute, and he was very correct about that. And I closed with "One Step Closer," and then my second set I opened with "Going Under" and closed with "Holy Shit." <laughs> Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember. If I think of it, I'm just gonna say it randomly, and I'll have, you guys would have to deal with that. That but. that's fine. I mean, right now, let's let's say it was mud shovel. <laughs> yes, it was totally mud shovel. I just fucking fire. closed out yes. mud shovel Close. style. Let, let me tell you, when we when I saw Stain open for Corn and they did mud shovel, man, people were having a religious experience. Let me tell you. So. You know. That's nuts. I'm gonna have to try that one out sometime. I'll just yeah. preface it by being like, "Oh shit, here comes a song by a singer whose politics I do not agree with in the slightest." Let's go. Yeah, people. Yeah, they're gonna get lit. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. Up next, we have work and work. <laughs> Thank you. 
so this song's this song's a gosh darn party. This is a party right here. Uh, yeah. So yeah, this one here. Uh, I don't know. It's so funny. Is that that opening the opening verse that are sort of like what I wrote in my notes is cutesy vocals. Um, are also kind of like ominous to me, but I don't know if that's just from like watching, I don't know, too many like Japanese horror movies in college that like, I hear that like, hi, like, like, I'm like, oh, somebody's about to like get murked. Like that's, that's my feeling. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed this one. This one, once again, we're just jamming so many genres together, which is both like, I don't hear necessarily new metal, but then also I think about jamming all these genres together and go, I guess that it can be pretty new. So I guess I'm on the fence a little bit of this one, but I very much enjoyed this one as well. Matt, I know you loved it. I did. I did. I, I did. I did. I <laughs> liked the whole thing. Uh, it was funny hearing, um, what's the snare from St. Anger doing in this song, though? Because, <laughs> bleh. It's a good snare. It's a good snare. Good snare. <laughs> good snare. <laughs> top, top quality snare. I always am saying this. If they had just mixed the snare, it would be pretty awesome. Poing. Um, yeah, I mean they do they do all sorts of weird distortion on this album though that just feels I don't know like they were just like it's really punky I'm, and raw yeah yeah uh, but then they'll throw like a shiny like shiny guitar on it and 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 call it a day that's and the I thing that's, that's kind of getting me because it's like obviously living in the U S not knowing Japan at all and then hearing this and it's kind of like. If it was like, Matt, make something that's Japanese to you, or the most popular form of Japanese music is this, and that you played it for me, and then they're like, so go write a song. It would be still like 90% me, and then 10% of this new influence that I've heard. And that's kind of what I'm hearing, where it's just like, we are this band, and we are this band from Japan, but we've also heard this and this and this and this is how we put that together and i think that's what's exciting about the band to me because it is kind of like a lot of people probably will hear this and be like mm, i don't i don't know that's kind of cutesy but i'm like i don't know there's a lot going on here and it's it's pretty fucking interesting like i'm liking what i'm hearing kirk Okay, so this is like what I said before. This is like the bulletproof four-track run here from tracks four to seven. Everything up until this is good, but these are the four where I'm just like, whoo, they were killing it. Um, and yeah, this does a lot of the stuff that's already been done before really well. But the next track, which I'm excited about, is the one where we get a really good act break from the party atmosphere. All right, let's get into it. That song is called Every Time It Rains. あの、
So I wrote in my notes that this is this album's Let Me See Them Lighters song. Uh, you know, a pretty solid power ballad, but some interesting grit in her voice that I was not expecting that I really liked. And something else I think that probably would be removed from some other vocalist normally. Um, but it's there is a there definitely is a kitchen sink vibe to this album of just like leave it in, leave it in. Not even necessarily mistakes, just something like weird. Just like, leave it in, leave it in. That makes it interesting. And so, what could have been, yeah, like a generic power ballad is something a little bit more interesting. So, I, I very much enjoyed this one. Kirk, love this fucking song. You you really hit it though with the singing being incredibly good because you you know almost like no singer could pull off a lyric like every time it rains I feel sad. Like that is like the <laughs> most. That is like where you start and then you write something on top of that. But she just sings that, but she just wails it out with so much emotion and conviction. I can't help but be really moved every mm-hmm. time it gets to that part. And since this is the first track on the album that is not high, high, go, go, party, party, I think it hits even harder. But yeah, I love this damn song. Yeah. I mean, this one also, you know, every now and again. Oh, Matt, oh. By the way, you once again stopped it before we get to the big chorus. So <laughs> later, yes, you are going to have to come back to this one. They do a really good job of pacing these tracks. Just listening to one minute at a time, I'm thinking now about how good they do of like kind of building the tracks to get to the chorus where it kind of feels like a big payoff now that you're just cutting them off after a minute. And we often do not get to that chorus. It's like, oh, OK. So pretty good songwriting, too. We often talk about that on the show, you know, various songs from new metal being applied to different uh, parts of our life. And I mean, Kirk, I don't know where you're at currently in your current relationship, but um, if you were having a new metal wedding, would you play this song as one of your first dances? Man, no. (laughs) (laughs) Great question. What song would I play as like a new metal first dance? I want to be clear. The first dance song would be Sade. But if it was like gunned in my head, I'd Mm. have to pick a song. Uh, mm. I'll think about that and get back to you. Yeah, I mean, Ooh, I mean, Shade first dance. I like that. That's good. Don't go off wandering. Mm, there you go. I, I always, I always feel like the the ultimate move is uh, is to do Deftones Entombed. The, that oh, really? to, to have that as your first song that really lets everybody know where you stand, where everything's going to go for this relationship, and also that you got her to say yes to Entombed. Um, so <laughs> that's that's what every time I heard it, I'm just like, some psycho definitely got married to this song. Like I don't know, it's like right in there. <laughs> it's just it's just fucking called Entombed, and it's by Deftones. All right, yeah. So up next, we've got No Sweat. in my notes on this one we are rocking we are ripping more like this please yeah it's funny it's funny now this is like as soon as you hit play on that one i was like oh thank you god a second new metal song (laughs) (laughs) no sweat 
No sweat. No going sweat. Through, going through a minute at a time, I'm like, wow, okay. One new metal song so far. Okay, well, got to be another one on here. <laughs> You're just sitting there going, 33. I know I put 33 for a reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, with this one, uh, I mean, the uh, over on Mojim, we do have the lyrics here. It starts off, out of the frying pan, into the fire, no sweat. And, uh, and then it says, we don't need... Fake star, we'll walk the glory road. Stay with until the end. We will make this world in peace. No fear, no regret, no enemy. So there's an aggression there, but it's also like, we're going to remake the world and also no sweat. No problem. No big deal. NBD. Um, Matt, how you feel about this rock and vibe? Oh, I want those lyrics. I got that new metal optimism I've been looking for. There it is. You don't need no fucking phonies. <laughs> Get out of here with that fake shit. No, oh, any of that. Love that. Any of that. This one's uh, a ripper, baby. This one, this one opens it up wide. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. I'm the. I gotta say, the fucking guitar sounds so nice on this album. Mm-hmm. It's good. It really I like, does. I like that they distort pretty much everything. I do really dig that. Like they distort all the instruments, and a lot of the vocals are also distorted. Because then, when like the singer, who I think is Jun, Jun might be the rapper actually, but when the singer does come through with those choruses, it's just like. Oh, just oh, it's so big and so like pure. It's like a big glass of water on a really hot day. I do want to say, if you cut the album off here, it is bulletproof. Just tracks one to eight, you could just finish here, and you could just be like, "That was incredible." So if if people, I'm just saying, like if people have some mode of an aversion to Japanese music, like you cut off here, and it's not that there aren't really great songs to come, but it's like you said, like it does get a little, you know. It, I mean, really, you go through it's 16 tracks, long album. So if you do, but if you go like tracks one through anyone that's like a little intimidated by this, by the Japanese foreign language part of it, like, man, you go track one to eight, you're going to have a blast. There you go. I, I want to know, Kirk, you've, you've been doing a couple lists for um, for Revolver, your music video list, uh, very much enjoyed. Um, I was, as I said on, on the show, I saw the list and I was like, no duality, no peace. And there it was at number one. And I was like, my man no did it way. again, did it again. Boy. So I was curious. Um if you were to pitch, and I don't know if they're coming to you, you're pitching to them, but would you be open to doing like a top 10 new metal producer list? Because I'm curious what you would have on a, on such a list. Because there's obviously the tried and true. Everyone you know says people like Ross, people say people like Terry Date. And I'm just curious where you would stand if you were to do a ranking. First of all, I'm very skeptical I would ever do a list for them again because they paid me $100 and they can go fuck themselves. Mm, so okay. all right. definitely, you're allowed to laugh at that, by the way. You okay. Don't, you, don't to, you don't have to be like, oh, okay. gosh. You know what? You're like, you're like, you're like, all right, well, I didn't know he's going to badmouth Revolver. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Trust, they ain't coming here, one. baby. They ain't coming to us. They ain't coming to us. Let me tell you. That's what I was thinking, too. I looked at the time. I was like, we're an hour in. All right. Fuck those guys. No, I mean, I'm trying to be sympathetic because I'm sure whoever coordinated that with me didn't really have much say in the matter. But I will tell you, it you feel really stupid filling out a W-2 for $100. You're oh. just like, you're like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is the point of this? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. That, me at least. That, dude, that's such a tough, it's like such a toughie. Like, I kind of, like, when I first went into the new me- full-time new metal dude got laid off thing, I was like, I'm going to write. And then I started writing, and I was like, I'm not going to write anymore. Mm. This does not make any money. Mm. So, you know, eh, it's skeptical. But if I did ever do uh, something for Revolver Game where I had to, like, rank you know, number one, man, greatest new metal producer of all time. This is a demand. I got feel like I got to think on this. 
Okay, I am kind of put. I'm I'm not kind of. I'm definitely putting you on the spot. Um, no, you're not. I'm, Dude, yeah. Okay, so number one would be Ross Robinson. Okay, there you go. Right. There you go. Yeah. But if I but the rest of the rankings, I would do like Rob Cavallo, uh, Garth, GG Garth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Put Rick Rubin in there. I would definitely put Rick Rubin in there. I know he gets a lot of shit, but I would put Rick Rubin in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think I would have to like get into it for the rest. But those are the ones that come to my and Howard Benson. How we be? be? Those are the ones that come to mind first. Uh, I would say the person I've definitely come around on a little bit doing the show is Josh Abraham. He's somebody oh, that yeah. I, I I definitely yeah. did not like for a long time, and now that I've listened to a bunch of his albums, I'm like, you know what? The stuff I was mad about Josh with, it wasn't Josh. It was you know definitely what? other I'll people. Ride for, I'll ride for Josh because he worked on some shitty albums, and he sure did. had his work cut out for him, and you know. You gotta respect it. You gotta respect the grind there. Yeah, I mean, J- Josh Abraham, he's got to put food on his family, just like everybody. Got to put your how food. Many, on your how family. many times can you listen to Aaron Lewis do a vocal take before you're just like, all right, well, we'll fucking yeah. we'll cut them together or something. Man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. we'll figure, how was that? Yeah, I was flat again, but we'll figure it out. Well, that's know. how I like my Earth. <laughs> yeah. <I bet. laughs> Josh Abraham invented auto tune to fix Aaron Lewis's vocals. He's like, we can't, there's no way. How do we do this? Uh, all right. Up next, we've got Naked King. <laughs> through nine are all bangers okay sorry i'm probably gonna keep doing that i'm be like okay one through ten one through eleven one through twelve okay so this was the one uh it started off we got the surf guitar we got these um thin drums in your voice you're gonna be like listen listen i'm just this is just me i gotta be me i always gotta be me that's how i am on this show i just gotta be me and i was like okay cool we're in like a five six sevens eight vibe you know from kill bill like I'm, i'm into it and then this rapped verse happens, and I'm immediately taken to 311 land. I knew it. I and knew I was it. like, I was like, I can't, I can't live there. I'm not welcome there, and you I don't want to be there. And so I was like, now nah, this ain't, this ain't it. I can empathize. I can Thank empathize. You. Thank you. I'll tell you what too is that it's like th- what this song does. Track nine is also what like track two and track five and track six do really well. So. Mm-hmm. That's probably why I would say go like one through eight, because after this, I could see even I can speak to myself and just be like, you know, tracks two and 
five and six, they also do this really well. So mm -hmm. I get a little tired after that. Like I could see if you speak Japanese, the mm -hmm. lyrics on some of these songs might hit you hard right. and, and might be what you get into and relate to. But of course we're sitting here and we're just like, man, all right. Good, good melody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would say, yeah. When, when we get into that, yeah, that 311 land, it really did take me. I was glad to get back into the, um, into the, the, the rocking part of the chorus but um yeah I, I wrote in my notes is this some 311 sublime shit no sale so that's where i was at when i did notes so okay all right up next we've got the winding road You know, when uh, Sublime made the video for Santeria and it had the ghost of Bradley Knoll walking around in that video, I didn't realize that that ghost would continue to haunt me uh, for I, years soon, and years to come. As soon as that came on, I was like, ah, fuck, we're in 311 land again. Okay. <laughs> I can definitely, I'm like, I'm starting to see now. This is the pieces are coming together while Lauren would be like, oh, God, I'm out on this. Yeah, you know, 311, Sublime, just there, you know, the couple songs, but then a lot of the rest of it, just I can't, I can't abide. I you can't know, abide. Lauren, it, I'm glad it took us 600 episodes to get to <laughs> your distaste for third wave ska. <laughs> I'll Listen, tell you what, though. I'll tell you what, though. Mm -hmm. Definitely one of the things, every time I've listened to that 311 album, the blue one, the lyrics are the number one thing where I'm like, fuck this album and fuck this band because i can't listen to these guys hey vibes are good and we're all feeling good let's put the guns down is where <laughs> it tends to like so i could see like this now i'm listening to this now and i'm like man women japanese rap core 311 instrumentals now i'm into it now i can like i'm like now i'm, I'm cool with it like i mean i like singing along to down and i wish i could do that here but right I'll definitely take this over those wacky ass 311 lyrics yeah well as, as i said when we did our 311 episode an episode so controversial that someone came up to me and told me they stopped listening to the show because we were too mean to 311 so wow that's no. yeah that was that was a big moment for me um amber was but, the color of her energy <laughs> yeah truly it was and it was a woman i will say that uh when that album came out people were so hyped by down and they were like let's go and then people would buy it and then i remember my buddy Corey coming up to me going don't get it fucking sucks <laughs> and that was all i needed and he's the same guy who told me that prodigy fat of the land was the best album ever made so i was like i cannot impeach this man's taste so far he's 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 all he's right about everything he's, he's wrong about two. nothing he's two for two <laughs> so so yeah i yeah i was not into this one matt you are more open to the worlds of ska um yeah. how did you feel about it i enjoyed it i mean uh, 
I enjoyed it. That felt like a beach party. We're having a good time. Obviously, there was a lot more song to go, so I don't know if they took radical turns later in it, but I was having a good time. I do like I do like that feel. I like that vibe. Not in new metal world per se. I uh per, for me, I guess that's just Man, two tracks. Two new metal songs. And I'm looking at this now and I'm thinking like I don't really think any of these else other songs are new metal but it is but you know what it is one of those where it's like okay two songs are new metal fuck it it's in because if i'm not repping this album who the fuck is repping this album true gotta be it's just it's gotta be and it's like you said it came out in the thick of it and i think anything that came out from 99 to 2001 is in the conversation like like when i was watching like i recently watched the 2000 i believe it's 2000 vmas like the full thing on stream and it's like you've got Papa Roach in the intro and then like later on Cisco performing like and these are happening in the same show. Like these people are sitting next to each other. They're competing for similar awards. And I think that that's why the thong song is new metal. No, I think that's why <laughs> I, I think, please write the dissertation. Yes, why yes. is the thong song new metal? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. totally not. But I have posted it before. <laughs> I, I will say it is so funny. Um, that when you will post stuff uh, that is not new metal in the classical sense or maybe not even related at all and people that have been following you for a while know that this is your move and there's still guys in your comments just like what the fuck this isn't new metal and they're like legit bent out of shape I uh, think I'm cool with it though because I like that friction mm-hmm. I definitely like like if I wanted to be think about how easy it would, like I remember one time I posted an Admiral Angry song which is this hyper obscure gent band. And somebody came around and was like, I think you're kind of a grifter. Whoa. I, I was like, I didn't say this, but I was like, listen, fuck face. <laughs> if I wanted to be a grifter, I would post the same songs every fucking day. I would just post Chop Suey and in the end every week. And I would rack up however many followers and hits those get. Like, go fuck yourself. Why would I post fucking Admiral Angry? If I was a grifter, think about this, use your fucking mind. So yeah, but I do, but I honestly do dig it when people come around and get in really heated, like arguments, calling me a grifter is way over the line. Cause I'm not making any money. Like I, right. lose, mm. I lose a ton of money every month doing this, but it, I, I mean, you know, the, the, the Joe Biden, Donald Trump skit I just put out, that's literally copy pasted from Twitter replies that people sent me about why at the drive-in is not a new metal band so hey i'm all for it i'm all for reasonable discussion and coming at me about it come, fine come at me you know tell yeah. you can tell me what to do when you have your hundred thousand follower twitter account there it is there it is we, we always said on our show just we're just asking for a respectful disagreement if you that's don't it. like what we said you know that's all we've asked for and i would say for the most part we received it i think we've had like i don't know three or four pretty mean people over the time so that's fine i mean do they haunt me sure but it's okay okay up next we've got uh rock and roll high school i'm i've been i saw this on the track list i've been waiting for this one
I will say on some of these later tracks, the musically I don't hear a ton of new, but vocally they're doing so many weird things and distortions and sort of like the lyrics here are a little vocals here are a little grunty, and so it's like a little bit. We're getting taste still, but there's still these guys. They they love too much. They want to try too many things. Who am I to tell them not to? So you have so many things going on, but it's yeah, it's it's sort of like new metal is a spice more than the meal. It's a good way of putting it. Yeah, I, that w- it reminds me of the other band of this time that kind of was a one hit wonder around here. This reminds me of Whale. Mm, we love talking about Whale. Oh, gotta love that hobo humping slowbo slow babe. babe. Oh yeah, that's that's a that's a great one. Yeah, I get that. I get that a little bit. You know, just that sort of manic energy. I'm just, uh, I'm enjoying that. That's what I want. I want that, and I don't want what came before that reminded me of Sublime. <laughs> um, I'm, uh, I'm, I love that it's not a cover of the Ramones. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I was like, too. I was like, this is a cover. I was expecting it to be a cover, which I also would have delighted in because I love the Ramones. But that it wasn't was also like a pleasant surprise. I like. I fucking love that style of music, you know, whatever. It's not hardcore, but it's not, it's punk, but it's not that thing that they just did. You can put, you can pump that in my veins all day. I love that shit. I love any band that does that. Uh, I love those, I love that uh, set of three chords. Um, It is in my DNA. I will love it forever. The guitar sound is crisp. I like it the way that they sing. I like this band. I don't do you know guys, when you guys do other you guys do I mean you guys have done other like foreign language albums right Absolutely. yeah 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 you guys run out of things to talk about as you get like further into the album uh that's when we do characters and bits um, yeah that's what usually happens and otherwise or we get saved by some weird comments we find on youtube or songmeanings.com because so. I'm definitely now really remembering why I tell people go like one to eight through eight because <laughs> without any lyrics it, it is hard to fight that feeling where you're like man we fucking heard all this already like it's the same thing again and and that's but that's only a criticism i'm leveling at it because i don't know what they're saying it's very it's really possible because there's a mm-hmm. lot of new metal albums and albums in general we love where they're not like reinventing the wheel on every song right but we like relate to the lyrics differently and stuff like that so mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely yeah no i mean we've done i mean we did uh we did a maximum the hormone hormone album uh which oh I know. see that and that totally loses me really because that's yeah because to me it's like with maximum the hormone it's like i can listen to one or two or three of their tracks and i'm like i'm good to go but if i go through a whole album i just get exhausted oh it's like a buffet like they're just like we're gonna give you everything and we're gonna keep feeding you until your body explodes because we love that shit too yeah yeah, pass. yeah. <laughs> i'll just take turkey yeah. legs i'm out uh, yeah um have you listened to addiction aka addiction crew whoa no, you got me. Okay, that was one that was sent to us. They're an Italian new metal band, and total surprise. We did that episode. God, what like a hundred episodes ago or something like that. It's been a while, Matt. Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. And basically, it's yeah, it's Italian. They sing mostly in English, but you can tell that it is definitely not their first or second language, and they are just going for it. And they are stealing from everyone, and it's it's divine. It's amazing. I don't think it's on streaming. I will send it to you because I believe that you will thoroughly enjoy it because they are they're doing it all. They're doing it all. Okay, up next we have we have train. I'm gonna 
Oh, Lauren, your face right now is just, I am relishing it. I can tell immediately that you do not want to give the song a chance. You, I hear the, three, you hear I the, three ups, you hear the upstroke of Once Scott. I'm doing that, like, up drum guitar thing where it's just immediately like, oh, God damn it, white people reggae. Oh. It's, uh, it's truly, it was a truly a tough listen every single time. Um, <laughs> I can tell you that much. This was, What if it was this... a cover of Drops of Jupiter? Would you have not liked it more? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. I have been down for that. I feel like they would put a really cool spin on it. I would say if, they're, if, they're, if they want to appeal to me, then they would need to cover Meet Virginia, which is a song they used to play on loop at Best Buy when I worked there in high school. Ooh, I, ooh, I think I know that song. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I know it because it was literally played every 20 minutes for many eight-hour shifts. So, what, was, yeah. what, was your, what was the Best Buy rundown? Me? Uh, it was Celine Dion from whatever album was come that had just come out. Ooh. It was the song from. It was the song about making money from the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire soundtrack. Uh, it was Third Eye Blind, Never Let You Go, uh, and I love the Jenks and I love Third Eye Blind. So I it really turned into a weird sort of love hate relationship with that song for a couple of years because I had to hear it so much. In the time that I worked at Best Buy, which about nine months, they did not vary the soundtrack. It was the same soundtrack for the entire nine months. Vertical Horizon uh, was in there uh, with everything he, she wants. Uh, another bad like song. song. You like that one? I like that song. That song uh, is so bad. Mm-hmm. So bad. But it just does a few things in it that I find really compelling. But it, it's not a song where if someone came up to me and was like, the song fucking sucks. I would argue with them about it. I would be like, oh, it's just the worst. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, song. Yeah. And I, you know, there might have been a couple other ones. Those are the ones that will always stick with me. I'm even now thinking of the, the chorus to Meet Virginia and how it would just play in this echoey giant best buy to oh, haunt me forever i like that song too <laughs> i like that song too except the part in the chorus where he rhymes life with life mm. that always makes me infuriated i really want him to switch the other word to knife i want it to be life and knife but mm. i haven't met pat Moynihan yet so i haven't pitched it to him but all right get him on there have the old train are you new metal conversation <laughs> lauren's like we are not talking about vertical horizon and train we we're moving on <laughs> right now uh, you know, there might have been some semi-sonic in there, too, now that I think about it. You might have, have to. I have no qualms with semi-sonic. All right. Up next, we have I'm Aware Now.
so this reminded me of another song that also was playing over the Best Buy loudspeakers, which was Sugar Ray, She Falls Apart, which this sounds like. Oh, it does. Um, and But with, um, you know what? The, whoever produced this record, they were not David Kahn, who produced that album. This one has like a weird, this once again has that St. Anger drums on top of this, but with, once again, very pop, upcore, you know, a very upchorus, very sweet it just sounds like it's it just sounds like they were like we're gonna make this sweet song but we're just gonna be banging against things and it may be slightly atonal and you just gotta deal with it which in a way circular here and i'm kirk you gotta say kind of makes it new metal i guess right we're back baby there it is we're back (laughs) we're back uh how do you feel about this one kirk i definitely like that we're moving away from the reggae and back towards a more uh typically alternative rock sound that's cool and i do really like that sugar ray song but it is a, you know what it's another one of those where it's like man if i could sing along to this i would like it a lot more <laughs> absolutely um funny thankfully, note thankfully oh. though then i believe the next track or the track after it we get to a big we get to a really big uh tonal switch up so we'll have more to talk about at that mm-hmm. point funny fact about uh she falls apart by sugar ray is that he is completely out of tune for that entire song and his vocals uh, run away, run away. Yeah. Man, you're kind of right, aren't you? It's I. It didn't hit me until I heard it in a McDonald's a couple years ago, and I was like, "Man, Mark McGrath's not hitting any of these." But you know what? They weren't. They weren't. They weren't paying him for his vocals. They're paying him for that face, baby. And um, and the moment he left the band, he was like, "Let's do shit to my face." I was like, "Ah, you I don't fool. understand." What are you doing, Matt? How'd you feel about I'm Aware now? It gave me real letters to Cleo vibes. Uh, mm. I really kind of enjoyed the altness of it. Um, I like living in that space uh, because I grew up in the nineties. There it is. Simple as that. Simple as that. Up next, we've got Samurai. <laughs> Matt, you just activated the pit. You gotta. So I got to tell you, this one, every time I heard it, I was like, the first time I heard it, I was like, is this new? And then by the time I got to the end, and then when I looked up to see when the album came out, I was like, man, you slot this thing next to Prison Song. This is, this is pretty fucking new. This is what you want. Yeah. The third new metal song. There it is. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't lead us astray, Kirk. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this. It, it, good energy. It sounds a little <laughs> like shit, which I enjoy. Yeah, and that that little bendy guitar noise. Uh, every time I heard it, I was like, I love it. This is what I want. If um, I had to cut yeah. this down to 10 tracks, I would include this one. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you need this like at track nine, and then uh, then you can move Rain to after this, and that's your mellow out. I could see that. Matt, we only have a couple songs left. Yeah, on the but album. I don't know how respectful of this 
of our time this album is. So this album comes in at 55 minutes. Wow. Yeah. So it's a little, it's a touch longer than we're used to, I would say. And uh, yeah, um, Kirk, Jenny kind of set the template for what was considered respectful of our time. And basically, if you are 50 minutes or less, you are considered respectful of our time. And you were over 55 minutes and the album is considered not respectful of your time. And then just as the, as you add minutes, you become more and more disrespectful. So what did you guys uh, think of the war of art? I believe that album is what sixty-five minutes, it's like so. an hour. Hour, yeah. yeah. So that album would be considered uh, not respectful of your time. My version of it is an hour twenty. So I add two tracks onto the end, one of which is ten minutes. And I'll tell you what, mm-hmm. I can go top to fucking bottom with that one. <laughs> but I often, I often recommend people don't. I'm like, do half and then stop, and then do the other half another time, or just start halfway through because that is that is the most common. I think complaint i get about that one where it's like i just get exhausted by it yeah that one i know it was very long i'm trying to see when we did that in our vast uh because i know that one was recommended to us pretty early on they were like you got to do oh it was episode 45 april of 2017 wow yeah we we were like one of four people on earth listening to it i mean i just remember they had that old west pictures with the gas masks and the liner notes and i believe they had a couple music videos where they were just like carrying around possible dead women that that's what i remember but it's been a few it's been more than a few years but i do remember that that record was well and that's a, that's a rick rubin production correct yes it is there Best it is ever produced Ooh, there you go mm-hmm. shots fired johnny cash take shots that wildflowers take it take it tom patty um they're both dead so i guess they can take it they can take, um, it. They can take, take it all day, day. <laughs> take it all day um all right um for our final two tracks we've got thick forest I need to see those lighters. Mm, you need to see them lighters up. Biloxi. It's a real motherfucking deal, y'all. In the sake forest. So Matt, this one uh this one does basically go in this sort of spoken word uh way with the little lilting guitar underneath for about two minutes before we get some uh what i wrote in my notes for sort of blown out drums which has been the theme for most of this album at 202 uh and then the album this song basically segues into the final track wanderland set free my heart strong closer it's a strong closer and it's a complete left turn i was not expecting every time i heard it i was like am i in 1997 listening to a chemical brothers album am i oh it does sound like the fucking chemical brothers it sounds like the last track yeah dig your own Mm -hmm. private psychedelic real yeah i think that the album really comes alive on this one 
Yeah. It it, it has a crazy psychedelic spiral out all the Mm. way to the end. So, yeah. It reminded me also a little bit of this. um, I don't know if they were Japanese or Korean, but this band that I remember finding on back in the LimeWire torrent days called Supercar, who um, didn't understand any of their vocals or anything like that. But they had some wild Takashi Miike Battle Royale influenced music videos that I remember watching on like Daily Motion, like pre YouTube era stuff, uh, which I believe now has all been scrubbed because I tried to look up some Supercar before we started recording and could not find any so congratulations to them for wiping them from the internet but if you can find any they they have a song called b that's pretty killer b but uh yeah i was like all right this is this is the way you close it you close it with uh you take us out on a yeah private psychedelic reel like go for it um kurt i think you cut four tracks from this and it's like totally bulletproof like you're good to go recommend to anyone but as is 16 tracks 55 minutes it's a tough sell to your American English speaker uh, because like when we were going through it, we definitely got to a, a handful of tracks, We like four or five tracks. But we're all like, we're all like, oh yeah, we like this. Like it's not bad. But at the same time, you're like, however, we have heard this. Mm-hmm. And it's like I was saying, like with no way to tell what they're actually talking about. It just feels like, okay, we, you know we've done this what else do you got so it is it is a relief though to get to the last two tracks and both of them are like territory we have not covered uh across the entire record yet really good way to go out absolutely matt i i dug it i i was like i wanted a little bit of chunky guitar to come in there to kind of offset it because it felt like it was in that space where it could have gone you know and sniffing for new metal, kind of looking for some new metal. I felt like they were there on this edge of like, I'm going to just be bass and be like, you know, Limp Biscuit will have those songs that are just like, this is not the new metal ripper. But it's like the ones where Fred's like, I'm going to sing a little bit. <laughs> That's my Fred. I'm going <laughs> to sing very good. a little bit. Very good, Matt. Very good. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> Jackson Phil. Anyway, yeah. we... It does that. Like it's right there. It's like a boiler. It's like a it's like getting into that zone, that vibe. And if I would have had the crunchy guitars with it, man, I think but then it, it it more went into that sprawling kind of like much more of a vibe piece. Mm-hmm. Which Absolutely. I also enjoyed. I, I enjoyed it immensely. But I was like, man, if they put those fucking guitars on this, this thing could rip. It truly could. And that is the album. That is the album Wonderland by Missile Girl Scoot. And now it's the part of the show where we talk about cannon talk. Talk about the cannon. Kirk, so at this part of the show, what we talk about is whether or not this album or specific songs deserve to go into the new metal canon. So we will songs, start with you. For sure. Album. Okay. okay. What song? What was the we- last album you guys covered? The album we did before this one was Hollywood Undead um, and their album Swan Songs. Oh, did you guys canonize that? We sure didn't. <laughs> okay never mind this is in the canon because i need to I, I need to protect people from that last album you fucking canonize it why did you no 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 we didn't we didn't we did oh i thought you said we did oh like, no what the no, fuck? no 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 absolutely not <laughs> i remember listening to that for the first time just to just out of curiosity and i was like wow six f slurs on one song mm-hmm yeah wow wow heard <laughs> yeah. that in a while yeah Flash ever yeah it was 
it was fun to do research for that album and see like in the wiki it was like they finished the album and then had to find a label that wouldn't censor it and that took two years and i was like found a label that would censor it this is the first time i've ever thought free speech should be suspended (laughs) for that album someone should have stepped in and been like you can't do this anyway but Mm -hmm. to 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 protect that okay so you didn't put that in the can no we did not i do not think so when you put things in or out of the canon, do you do it purely on quality or do you do it on other factors? Ooh, if, the argue, if the argument can be made pro for it, then it really doesn't stand on the quality of it. But I do think quality is an aspect of it. Of course. When you when you because we'll break apart a song and say like this song, no matter what, you could put this on any album. I would still put this in the new metal canon no matter what. But I wouldn't put the whole album in because the whole album, as a testament to new metal, isn't. And then no matter what happens, we say we also didn't put in the whole first corn album. That's so true. you think whatever mm-hmm. you're putting in is better than the first corn album? <laughs> well, I would absolutely put "Finish the Worry Days" in the canon. It's an easy slam dunk grab. I mean, you you put that in the canon, and you're going to have a that song doesn't sound like anything else uh, in that canon i i can almost guarantee it mm-hmm. and but the as like an album no nah, you can't because you, you listen you're gonna listen to it and you're gonna be like where the fuck's on the new album mm-hmm. i think three of 16 is is good i would recommend it to everyone and i wish there was you know it, i mean it, so it is like what are you thinking like rap core i mean kinda, yeah. it kind of reminds me of like uh uh well, fuck it. Whatever album Sabotage by the Beastie Boys was on. Ill Communication. Ill Communication reminds me of like Ill Communication era Beastie Boys. Okay, so your so your submission is Finish the Worry Days. Oh yeah. Okay. So for me, I mean I I did notice that this for the most part pretty unnew metal except for moments. I thought it was very interesting, never a boring listen. A few songs I very much enjoyed. A few songs made me upset which is par for the course a lot of the time. So I was good with that. I would also, I would back up your Finish the Worry Day submission, and I would also say put in Samurai, especially in proximity to something like Prison Song, which that whole album is in the canon. So I I would say put those two in. Matt, where do you stand? Uh, I was delighted by this record kind of start to finish. There's a lot of things that I like in it. I do think that Finish the Worry Days and Samurai are easy for me to get behind. But I think you're right, Holiday Kirk, with your assessment of like, hey, don't listen to it cover to cover. Kind of focusing on this part or focusing on this part. I think if you're looking for kind of like that fun beach vibe, I think they got that covered. If you're looking for like, hey, I'm kind of looking for power pop 90s fuzz, they've got that covered. I want a little new. I think they got that covered. I'm I'm really impressed by the musicality of the album. I'm impressed with how well they put this album together. So yeah, two songs in the can and put it in there. Power there. Pop was good. I, I didn't think of Power Pop. Power Pop's also a good descriptor. Like the choruses are all yeah. powerful pop. All right. Well, there you have it. Missiles Girl Scoot, Finish the Worry Days, and Samurai in the new metal canon. Welcome, welcome. Do you guys have like a a real list you're you're keeping? Yeah, I yeah I've got a I've got a uh, on Google Drive. I've got a list that is it needs to be updated from some more recent episodes. But yeah, I'm definitely making a list. I'm not just uh, we're not just saying it to (laughs) just to say it. Yeah, every I think I've shared it a few times online. I probably need to update it because I'm trying to see if I've oh there it is. I found it. 
I won't read the whole thing, but I mean, I, in the early days, we were definitely doing a lot of footnotes, Matt, let me tell you. Yeah, I mean, some of the things in the New Metal Canon, Limp Biscuit blowing up a boat. I'm sorry, blowing up a fucking oh, you boat. you put events in there? We can put events in there, too. Although, nice. this, is, this is pre-us inventing the New Metal Junk Drawer. The New Metal Junk Drawer has since sort of taken the place for putting events and weird things yeah. like that in there. Because I believe the New Metal Junk in Drawer... Like crazy-ass moments? Yeah, exactly. Like crazy-ass moments. Exactly. Because I believe we've got the Taproot phone call is in the New Metal Junk Drawer. And I know we've got a couple of weird music you videos in there. fucked up. <laughs> you fucked up. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. I gotta uh, post that again. Yeah. That's, that's, an, that's an easy easy share. Yeah, yeah, definitely pull that up again. Yes, some of the other ones we've gotten here. LD50 by Mudvayne, Sinner by Drowning Pool. Twist uh, famously was not initially inducted, and then someone made a new metal appeal to us at our first live show. And so we reassessed Twist in front of a captive audience of about, how many people were there, Matt? About 20. 60 feet, tw- no, there were more than 20. We had a full room that night. Listen, I oh, did. that was the first Listen, live show. I... Oh, like literal live. Yeah, we did a live show. That would have been yeah, yeah that would have been around yeah. sixty for the first about one. sixty yeah, sixty people there and we were like, We're gonna listen to Twist with all of you now in basically silence sitting in chairs. Bro, and that then... is a lot of people. <laughs> it is. Like I don't like I struggle to communicate but I do like Twitch streams and sixty people is a fucking lot of people. It it was a lot to just be up there. I mean, for that first show and to be talking sincerely about um, all in the family in front of our actual families. <laughs> so that was because we did um, we did follow the leader for our first live show. So yeah, that was uh, yeah. But someone made an appeal for Twist. We re-listened to Twist. We realized that they were right. We inducted into the canon, and now it's I think one of our favorite songs. And I think every time we've seen Corn now, when they busted it out. It's like Christmas. It was just like, oh my God, they're doing Twist. I'm so excited. So uh, we came around on that one. So there you have it. That is, uh, that's an, that's another episode of Roach Coach. Kirk, thank you so much for coming on. Truly appreciate it. A long time coming, my friend. Online, we can find you, HolidayKirk.com, the New Metal Agenda podcast, Crazy Moments in New Metal Twitter, anything else you want to plug, anything you got coming up you want to tell people about or not? What's up? Okay. Yeah. The simplest thing you could do is go follow my Twitter account. If you can, if the website's been broken all morning, so. Uh, and if you can't, go on Instagram, follow that. It was just, it's at new metal underscore moment for all of that. Uh, I have a TikTok too. Can't use it because I'm 30 and don't know how. <laughs> if you like what you see and you want to get further into it, check out the podcast. If you like what you hear, you want to get further into it, join the Patreon. Get on the Discord. It is a fucking bowl. It's a great time. Lauren, are you on Discord? I'm not on Discord. I'm too old for Discord. I tried to yep. do Discord and I couldn't do it. I was it's like, a, it's yeah. a chat room. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I would got I somebody somebody invited me into a Deftones. Like, the Deftones bassist was doing a Discord, and I went in there for like two minutes, and I was like, I can't do this. Like, I just, I just can't. I don't know. I, 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 I feel like my my chat room days were all like when I was like 18, and now I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I just not not how I'm generally spending my time also like with the way that my time is generally set up it's literally like listening to albums for the show editing the show or um falling asleep on the couch at 9 30 so that's kind of how it goes for me <laughs> so. well if you configure discord out definitely yes. hop on the discord hop on the twitch okay uh, the live stream dj sets are a blast hop on those if we're doing a, if you want a live show to happen bug me about it and i'll figure out how to bring it to your town man i'm doing fucking everything come on man you are i should just also start making a second album just for the fuck of it. No, don't. If you want to check out the music, you know, go ahead. That is That part of my life is way on the back burner. But I'm always flattered when people say they enjoy that one. Uh, 
and you know just listen to listen to new metal man i don't know what to tell you other than that you got to just get into the genre this is the most exciting genre of music in the world today as far as i can tell so yeah get into that man it's a great time powers everything i do is just how much i fucking love this music there's like no there's very few parts of me that's ever craven or like in it for the cloud the cloud is nice <laughs> but I, i'm never like in it for that it's always just it's always just a matter of waking up every day and being like, what can I find? Maybe I'll find my favorite song or band or album of all time today. Who knows? Uh, what we always love on the show is we love passion and you have the passion uh, that just radiates. It's just, that's the thing we love. And we're just like this guy, you know what, Kirk, you're the real motherfucking deal. This is the, this is the rest of my life. That always, <laughs> that always, I think about that a lot and it's like, whoo. I don't know how I explain that at Thanksgivings, but like, this is it. I don't have like <laughs> another act in me. Like I did music videos and then I did an album and now I'm doing this and this is it. This is the rest of it is just being about new metal. So, you know, get the fuck into it because I'm not going to pivot to the Grateful Dead fandom at some point. There you have it. There you have it, Kirk. Thank you, thank you for coming on the show. Everyone keep on. Go and check out all of Kirk's various online things that he just listed. We'll have links in the bio for the episode. Keep on saying hello to us online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Roach Coach and all those. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, Matt, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Holiday Kirk. Thank you distressing <laughs> <laughs> all right bye, -bye. bye, -bye.